Welcome to For Self-Examination. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Taylor, and today is Monday. And that means today is all about you. No matter where you are in the world, no matter what you are going through, I want you to know that it is okay and that you are right where you are supposed to be. Take a deep breath, relax, and let the world slip away. Give yourself permission to make today all about you and let yourself be open to new inspirations. Welcome back to the show. Uh, This is for self-examination, and I am your host, Dr. Christopher Taylor. Uh, Very excited to have you here today. Uh, We have a wonderful episode um, with our very own Crystal Williamson, Uh, and she's in our Fort Worth office. Uh, Crystal is a uh, licensed clinical social worker. She's been with us for just over a year now, and Uh, just an amazing couples therapist and we're so very lucky to have her Um, so i don't want to waste a whole lot of time talking about stuff just want to you know jump in so here's a little bit about crystal Uh, she graduated with her undergraduate degree in social work from hardin simmons university and her graduate degree in social work is from the university of texas at arlington she has a passion for coming alongside people to help them heal from trauma and emotional pain, and she focuses her work with children, families, and couples, and individuals who are working through trauma. She spent the first part of her career working with children with chronic illness and disabilities at the Children's Hospital, and she uses a trauma-informed approach with her clients and, and incorporates methods from cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness, motivational in- interviewing, and emotional an emotion-focused couples therapy. Uh, Crystal is, I think, a phenomenal therapist, and we are so happy to have her on our team. So uh, let's get right into the interview just after this. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't keep it a secret. Share it with your friends and family. Tell everyone. Put it on Twitter. Uh, We'd love it if you give us a five-star rating and and, and a review. Uh, We always love feedback. And then, of course, uh, like and subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get yours. As a reminder, Taylor Counseling Group is in the DFW area with offices from Dallas to Fort Worth and in Waxahachie as well. Uh, We are also now in the Houston and San Antonio areas as well. So if you or somebody you know might be interested in getting some counseling, feel free to give us a call, 214 530-0021. You can send us an email, info at taylorcounselinggroup.com, and you can look us up on the web at taylorcounselinggroup.com. You can find us on Twitter as well at TCG underscore Dallas. So if you need us, we're here, but if not, no worries. I just hope you enjoy the show. Crystal Williamson, uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, that is so good to hear. Where does uh, COVID find you today? <laughs> I um, I'm in my home office um, today, and because uh, all the all the clients I'm seeing are telehealth today, so um, that means I can I can see them from here, which is great. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm locked in here. 
Well, good. I'm glad that uh, that you're safe and working from home. Uh, so you've been you've been with our Fort Worth office how long now? Uh, a little over a year. Oh, that's exciting! Mm-hmm. A little over a year at Fort Worth, and how how is Fort Worth these days? Um, we're doing well. Um, there's how many of us are there? Like six of us, um, and everybody's got a lot of clients and um, full schedules, and um, and you know we're about half and half probably most of us doing telehealth and seeing some clients in person. And, um, you know, it's been kind of nice to be, um, in the office some and, and see each other a little bit more and, um, you know, be able to, to talk and, um, you know, collaborate and, and get help when we need it. So. Yeah. So it's been interesting to see, uh, some clients, you know, still wanting to come in office and get that in office experience, which has been, uh, wonderful. Uh, and it's been good that we've been able to do that in a in a socially appropriate uh, way. So that's been really good. What uh, so you know we're talking about building healthy marriages uh, in general, but I think even more so now. For sure. Uh, in, in in during this this uh, this pandemic. So uh, tell us uh, what are some interesting things you've been seeing. Um, you know, since since the stay at home order occurred and, and kind of ongoing throughout the pandemic. Okay. Um, well, I I see I see couples, but I also see a lot of individuals um, who maybe one of the reasons they're seeing me is be, because they're having some difficulties in their in their marriage or in their their relationship. So um, so yeah, it is it has been interesting um, in the pandemic. Just um, you know. What I've been seeing that, um, you know, if there were already some underlying issues in a relationship, um, you know, maybe the pandemic or being stuck at home together has amplified those, um, made them a little harder to escape from or kind of, you know, avoid. Um, And then, uh, you know, and then for other couples, maybe they have a really good, healthy relationship, but just being stuck at home together with nobody else or, you know, very minimal outside (laughs) interaction, um, puts stress on even a healthy relationship, Mm -hmm. um, and makes some things more difficult. So, um, you know, I I see both of those things. Yeah. It's kind of like, I I love you, but I I love you more from a distance. Yeah. Or if I can, you know, see some other people too, and then come home to you. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, but I I love it more when you go to work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, stand up last night, actually, Jim Gaffigan, uh, and he was joking about his kids. And he's like, I love my children. I just love them more when they're not here. Yeah, or when they're asleep. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally got me. Totally got me. So, um, yeah, but I mean, you're right. We are kind of in this pressure cooker where it's just sort of everything's on top of everything else. And we're in this very, very combustible environment, you know, where there's just not a lot of away time uh, and me time. Uh, I, one of the things I've noticed a lot is. Um, I think a lot of people really did not put value on what their floor plan looks like in their house or apartment. You know, Definitely. how much time we actually spend at home. Uh, and, and now more than ever, several people that I've talked to that have, you know, that choose to live in, you know, like a nicer area or like a downtown uptown kind of feel where, where you want to be more part of the energy of the city. Mm-hmm. And so your thought is like, I don't really need a big place because 
I'm never going to be there. I'm just going there to sleep. Kind of like a hotel room, you know, where you don't yeah. there. You just need a place to sleep for the night. You're not really going to be there that much. And now you're kind of there all the time. Um, so what, uh, what do you, what do you recommend for, for couples that are kind of struggling in this? Yeah. Um, couples that are struggling in general. And then also we can talk about couples that are doing well, but are, are kind of struggling now just because of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I think for, um, for couples that, that are struggling or maybe, maybe they've been struggling for a long time or, or maybe it's a, it's newer issues that have come up. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of variety of different things that can, can be causing that. But, um, you know, really, I think keeping in mind that, um, a lot of times the things that we, we fight with each other about, they might be, um, surface level things. It's, you know, who did the dishes or, um, you know, can you just pick up your socks or, you know, just those kinds of things that seem like really silly things. Um, but usually they're, they're, what, what we're really upset about is something else. It's underneath that. It's, you know, deeper meaning behind that. Maybe we're mad that they didn't do the dishes, but it's really that, um, we feel like they're not uh, being very helpful in general or that, you know, they're not appreciating the thing, all the things that we're doing, Mm -hmm. um, for the household or, you know, things like that. So, so really kind of considering what might be underneath your frustration and then finding ways to communicate that with your spouse. Um, you know, if, if, if we're only talking about the dishes, um, you know, we're probably not going to get very far. Um, but if we can go to each other, um, in a calm <laughs> moment and say, Hey, I'm, I'm really feeling this way. I'm feeling, um, you know, alone here. I'm feeling like you're not really seeing what I'm, what all I've been doing, um, to, to keep our household running or, you know, those kinds of things to be honest and open about that. Um, you know, so that you're, you, you know, if you don't express that, if you don't talk about it with each other, um, then your partner can't really meet that need that you have. Um, so finding those those ways to, to communicate the deeper needs and not just stay on this surface level stuff. Um, you know, I, say, I think that applies to, to pretty much any couple. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, absolutely. No, I, I love hearing that um, because it, it's it's so on on point, really. When we we fight about stuff, you know, it might seem silly or small, and so maybe you don't want to say something, maybe you don't want to speak up. But in, in reality, you're doing yourself a favor by by speaking up. You're doing the relationship a favor by voicing your concern because it's probably something a little bit deeper. Uh, you know, like so and so didn't do the dishes um, can easily turn into. I don't feel valued or I feel like you're just always assuming that I'm going to do the dishes. Um, mm-hmm. I was working with a couple not too long ago that, that um, uh, I had asked, uh, you know, have we, have we discussed uh, domestic roles, you know, like part roles, what are your responsibilities when you come home? Cause they both work and, and uh, they, they were not married. Uh, and it was very interesting um, to see both of them were in full agreement. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We've talked about this plenty of times. We, you know, it's my job to do this, uh, her job to do that. And, and they felt like it was pretty even. And then when we picked one item to talk about, it was like World War Three started. And, and there was, there was just 
absolutely not on the same page whatsoever. And, and then we got into, you know, you don't value me and you don't, you know, you don't, you're always expecting me to do this or I work all day and then I have to come home and do this, you know? So it was, it was very interesting to see that while they, they thought they were on this level, they weren't really discussing it. They weren't really talking about it. They were just assuming that the other person was doing that. And, um, and that really made them, the other person feel devalued, uh, unloved, unworthy, that kind of stuff. So it's really good to hear that. Uh, especially now when we don't really have anywhere else to go, but yeah. home and, and work and, and what about kids, though? How, how do kids measure in uh, to this right now as well? Yeah, I, I mean, that, I, I hear that sigh of like, I don't, <laughs> I don't have the answers because I don't either. I'm trying. Yeah, to I know. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got my kids too, and um, you know, I think there's a lot of extra stress on couples that are parents of trying to make decisions about, you know, what our kids should and shouldn't be doing. Um, are they going to go to in-person school? Are they going to do, you know, school at home or whatever you, you're choosing to do? Um, but there's, so there's that stress, but then if, you know, when the kids are home for extra time that they would normally be at school, um, you know, I don't know. I, I see too, like some, sometimes some, some parents having to take on different roles than mm. they normally would, um, in, in their marriage. And, um, you know, maybe, you know, like in my household, my husband works from home right now. Um, and he's always been, you know, full-time go to work. Um, and I've been home more with the kids. And so now he's having to take on more of that role of making sure the kids are doing their schoolwork and feeding them lunch and, you know, um, you know, trying to make sure that the preschooler does something educational at some point during the day. And, you know, <laughs> um, you know, so it's been interesting to see some dynamic changes. And I think um, it can be a struggle for, for, for couples um, if that, that those roles have shifted, um, you know, he doesn't do it the way I do it. Um, you know, <laughs> and, and having to kind of struggle through that a little bit of like, just because somebody does it differently, doesn't mean that it's, they're doing it wrong. Um, and that I don't have to control the way he does, um, the type, the things that I would normally be doing more than he does. So, you know, allowing him to be him and parent the way he's going to parent, um, you know, and then when I'm home, I'm going to parent the way I parent, um, yeah. and, you know, and work together. Um, and I think too, um, kind of with those role differences and stuff of having everybody home at the same time, yeah. Yeah. that was kind of interesting for, for my family. And I, I, I think I see yeah. it in, in, um, couples that I see too, of just like, instead of one parent maybe being home more and making all the decisions and doing everything while the other parents at work, they're both home. Um, yeah. And so the routine is different and the decision-making is different and, you know, mm -hmm. and just having to be more of a team all the time instead of kind of you do your thing and I do my thing. So I think that that makes a difference too. Um, so really communicating with each other and, and showing each other that kindness and respect of, you know, that we can do things differently and that's okay. Yeah. Trying to be a little patient with that. Yeah. It's not an easy thing. Um, I know for a while there uh, before we, we decided to, you know, move back to the office and even now, so still, I, I probably work from home more than I work from the office, but I know a lot of our therapists do, but um, 
Yeah, it was a weird transition for sure. Having two kids under three and uh, a wife that, you know, um, stays at home all the time. So uh, it's like a totally different mentality when your two-year-old just thinks she can just come knock on your door and knows that you're in your office versus versus when you actually left the house to go to work. Uh, It was a very interesting transition. And I can definitely see how that creates, how that can just turn small problems into like really serious ones because that's not that that's not an environment that would have existed, you know, a year ago, yeah. right? You would be at the office or at work and your kid wouldn't have the option to, to bang on the door, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then that can turn into a fight of like, why are you letting them do this? And, yeah. And, you know, this is important. And then you get into this like argument of what's more important, family or work. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, um, There's a lot of just all the lines are blurred. Yeah. Yeah, it's all very blurred. Yeah, all very blurred. And it looks like it it might not be going back a hundred percent, you know, when all this is over. That you know, I've read estimates that um that you know we're looking at, at COVID nineteen as more of an accelerant for the work from home culture, that more companies like Twitter and Uber are saying, Hey, no, we want our people to work from home till the end of twenty twenty one. Um, that you know, we're looking at maybe a twenty to thirty percent increase. And, and, and work from home time, reduction of commutes, all very interesting. So uh, I think it's fascinating. Uh, one last thing before we move on, uh, you know, screen time was a big uh, point of conversation before COVID. And then we all kind of forgot about it. <laughs> um, We're just in survival mode yeah, for a really long time. But I, I, want, I want your thoughts on this because um, Houston uh, Family Magazine reached out to us recently and we did an interview with them. And one of their big questions is like, should we just forget about screen time? That was kind of a big discussion in like December and, and, and November last year. Uh, should we just kind of forget about that? What should we do? Uh, so I was kind of interested in your thoughts on that. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I, I definitely think that, you know, we're having to be more flexible um, with screen time and what what is defined as screen time and, um, you know, what that looks like for our kids right now because they are at home a lot more. And, like, my kids are – I mean – screen time is school, um, for them. And so, um, you know, but I, you know, I think for me, I'm big on balance and finding, um, you know, and and not being too rigid either way, um, with my family and, um, you know, and, and that's what I, I try to encourage my clients with too, is just kind of finding, um, finding the balance of, yeah, they're going to have some screen time and well, and that's not really going away. Um, it's, it may be necessary for school. And also that's what most kids want to do in their free time right now. Um, even though they're in front of a screen all day at school, they still want to watch YouTube or, you know, Netflix or whatever. Um, and so, you know, allowing some flexibility there, but then also making sure that they're, they're getting some time to do, um, you know, to go outside and play, to move around, to have family conversation, you know, maybe finding some limits, um, you know, picking one day a week that we're like, okay, after school's over or whatever, like we're going to, we're going to turn off devices and we're just going to have family night or, you know, setting some natural boundaries and limits around some things just to try to make it to where you're not the bad guy all the time. Um, (laughs) 
but um, you know, and, and being intentional about let's go for a walk, let's go play outside. Let's, you know, do something else, yeah. um, get those screens down. Um, but you know, but not being so rigid about it that your kids are, you know. Yeah. So great, great thoughts and definitely doing that with your partner and working out a plan together and, and mm-hmm. front there all very difficult. Um, very important. So one question we get a lot um, right now is, is how do I know if I need to get into therapy? Right. Or how do I know if it's just, it's just a rough time right now. Everybody's struggling. We're going to be okay. Six months down the line, a year from now, I'm going to be totally fine. Um, and I just need to kind of stick it out. What are some, what are some red flags, some warning signs maybe for couples right now that are struggling that says, Hey, you should probably think about more professional help, more serious help versus, um, you know, let's just talk about some resources that you can do, um, from home mm-hmm. on your own. Right. right. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I think the, to some extent, the, the answer can be a little different depending on the, on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are, are more, um, you know, they, I have some people come in with almost kind of proactive therapy, um, of just like, Hey, things are a little off. We just want to, you know, kind of do some maintenance or, you know, that kind of thing. And that's, I'm fine with that as as a therapist. I'd rather you do that than wait till things get so terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but I definitely think, you know, warning flags would be if, if you're at a place with your, with your spouse where you are having a difficult time, even having, you know, a a conversation that's not just surface level. If you're, if you're feeling like you, you can't be open and honest with your spouse, that the way that they react to you kind of shuts you down and, and your conversations, your arguments just aren't productive. Um, You're not able to actually, uh, you know, have a, have a reconciliation from those arguments. Um, Then those would be red flags to me, Um, you know, and, and, um, you know, if you feel like you're arguing, uh, you know, a lot more or, uh, you know, a lot of the time and having a difficult time just enjoying each other again, um, you know, I think those, those would be red flags. Um, yeah. uh, so th- those are my thoughts. Do you have any, any to add? No, I think those are great. Uh, I love those as, as some kind of early warning signs. I love the idea of, of, of getting in before it goes bad, you know, it's kind of like you, 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 um, you change your batteries and your smoke detector, like every six months, not, not when there is a fire, you don't go, Hey, is it working? You know? Um, and I think a lot of people tend to kind of gloss over that, um, and sort of wait until there is a problem to address it instead of, you know, doing preventative work. Like you spray for termites. You don't wait until you have termite damage on your house. You get your oil changed. You don't wait until your engine's on fire, you know? Um, you, you get gas when the little E pops up, you know, not when you're out of gas, you know, yeah. uh, you're always looking for those sort of indicators saying, Hey, wait a minute, something's sideways here. Let's go chat about it. Now that doesn't mean that everybody needs it. Right. Or, or, or that everybody should do it. I mean, right. you know, you, you might just be great with, um, like pastoral advice, maybe like hanging out with your, your, your pastor, your father, you know, your, um, um, priest or, or whatever, and and that might be a great thing for you. Maybe you like to do the workshops. Maybe you like to to read a book together or something like that. So maybe if it's not uh, professional help, that's that's not going to um, 
really maybe not necessary. Uh, what, what would you recommend for couples, especially right now uh, during this time period to help strengthen their marriage? Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's always, it can, it can always be helpful to, you know, read a, read a book together or, um, you know, at least, you know, I, I don't know about, but all couples, but a lot of couples that I know, there's like one reader um, and mm-hmm. the other one's not as much of a reader. <laughs> so, you know, whatever works for you guys, but, you know, but to, to communicate with each other about it, to, to talk through the material. Um, but, but I also think, you know, little things are the, actually the big things. Um, so the things that we think are the small things, if we are doing them regularly, they're, they really become the big things. So yeah. it's little things like doing something, um, you know, thinking about your, your partner, doing something kind for them, mm-hmm. um, making you know, prioritizing some time together. I know that that's a challenge right now for a lot of couples to really, um, maybe it's hard to have date night right now. Maybe, you know, you don't, your babysitters, you can't really use because of COVID or, um, you don't have a lot of resources for that. So finding ways to have some one-on-one time, even if it's, we're going to put the kids to bed and then we're going to sit down and have ice cream together and talk or, um, you know, have a date night at home with where we're going to pick up, you know, our favorite food and eat together at the table and talk to each other. Um, you know, and, and I, I also, for a lot of couples in therapy, but I think this is, can, can be helpful for, for, you know, any couple, um, especially if your schedules are real busy or your kids are around a lot and it's hard for you to really have one-on-one time, um, to have a scheduled time during the week, um, a regular, you know, you can put it on your calendar if that's what works for you or just know like whatever it is, Sunday nights after the kids go to bed or whatever, we're going to have a little check-in time and you can find, you can Google marriage check-in questions um, and Mm -hmm. find various um, kind of ways to do it. Um, I think it's helpful to have kind of some standard questions. So you're not just like accusing each other of things, Um, (laughs) but, um, but, you know, just checking in with each other. It's like, Hey, how are we doing? Are we, you know, how are you feeling? Um, just in general, how, you know, are there things that I could be doing to, to help you more or to make you feel more loved and, and having that time together. And, you know, you can do practical things during that time too, as far as like, well, this is our schedule for the week and this is what we need to know. And, um, but making those kinds of conversations a priority with each other and not allowing that to just kind of go off to the, to the, side with all the other things that we have to worry about. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that's great, great advice, uh, really is, is setting up that quality time. You know, I know we're getting a lot of quantity time right now, but it's really not mm-hmm. the time that we want. Uh, definitely still safeguarding the quality time, finding a, a couple's check-in exercise to do, or a, uh, you know, maybe a game to play or something that allows you to kind of check in uh, with your relationship. If you like books or workbooks or or maybe a movie, you know, you can definitely check that out, do that stuff together. I know a lot of people, it's just kind of not their thing or just doesn't work out or one partner, you know, it's just not interested in it, but um, definitely find something that works for you and and get moving on that. So that's great. We always love to end the, uh, the show with um, something inspirational uh, so is there anything inspirational in your private life or that you've seen with a, a couple that you've worked with 
um, that's really kind of come out of the last the last few months or sort of out of this this pandemic? Um, well, um, does it does it need to be about marriage related or? Uh, that would be preferred, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I do have I do have one you know related to a, a client. Um, so you know, um, I, I have a client that is in a in a committed relationship, not non marriage, but um, a, a month or two ago, she was in my office, just kind of out of the blue. Um, you know, I mean, I see her regularly, but this subject came up out of the blue of she was just really distressed all of a sudden kind of about her relationship and not sure. Um, she kind of had this realization that she wasn't sure that he, she could trust him to like handle the things that needed to be done um, on his own. Like in, you know, is, was the dynamic unhealthy as far as the workload and um, who's doing what and all of that. Um, and so she was just kind of all of a sudden really, worried about that and, you know, not sure if she could even, you know, continue at that moment with the the relationship. Um, so we talked through it. We, you know, I talked through kind of how she could talk to him about her concerns and, um, you know, approach that conversation in, in a, in a calm way. And then, um, you know, uh, um, really getting to the bottom of what was underneath that and the fears that she had, um, and how she could communicate that to him. Um, so, you know, from, from what she tells me, she went back to, to back home, went back to him. Um, they were able to have a good conversation about it. Um, he, um, you know, he reassured her, they kind of worked out some new things that they were going to do. But then like a week or two later, she became really, really ill. Um, and like, was basically out of commission for at least a week. Um, you know, mostly at home, but still just couldn't do anything. And he, he really rose to the occasion and took, you know, took care of her, waited on her, took care of everything that she normally would do around the house and all the things that needed to be done. Um, and the whole, you know, situation really showed her and reassured her that he had listened to her, that, um, you know, that he, he was capable of being the partner that she wanted him to be. Um, and, you know, and, and that really solidified their relationship and her confidence in that. Um, and so, you know, coming back now a little after that has all happened, just seeing her confidence return to in the relationship and knowing that they were able to work through that in a healthy way. Um, you know, I, that was inspiring to me. I really like I really like that story. That's so fantastic because it it kind of shows us that the gift um, that we get in difficult times is that is that in the darkness in difficulty we can really we can really uh, rise to the occasion and and show people what we what we're able to do and what we're capable of and and really step up. So that sounds like exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for him. Good for them. Good for you. Uh, and thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Have a great day. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks so much. Okay. Well, yeah. thank-, thank you again uh, to Crystal for being on the show. What an amazing interview. Such a great inspirational story. Um, just so so wonderful and uh, very appreciative of, of that. Thank you uh, very much. 
you know, from the interview, the, the two things that really stood out to me uh, the most, uh, especially during this ongoing pandemic, uh, is that um, that that need to be connected, you know, with your spouse um, or, or with people that we love. Uh, and what I mean by that is is this idea of, of right now we're all kind of forced to have a lot of quantity time together, but we're not being intentional about our quality time. Um, so let's. Uh, my encouragement for you is to think back on the past few months, and if you're feeling burned out or you're feeling um, like you're living on top of each other with your family or your spouse, uh, think through how much of that time has been quantity versus quality. And then have an honest and open conversation. You know, tell them how you feel. Uh, don't hold back. Be, be open with each other and vulnerable. And, and if we have the courage to be vulnerable, I do believe some amazing, beautiful things can come out of that. Absolutely. It's not easy to be vulnerable with each other and it's not easy to ask for help and it is not easy uh, to be there for somebody when they need you but if we can step up and do those things some amazing beautiful wonderful things will come out of it this is for self-examination and I am your host Dr. Christopher Taylor Taylor